airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thanks for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And uh, Sherry B is over in Studio CC. We'll see if we can't get everything worked out. We're having some technical difficulties, and I'm concerned that they may continue or even progress. We'll just have to see how it goes. But I just will warn our listeners in case we have some interruptions. That's what's going on. And I assume that everything is kind of getting worked out. That's the thing about technology. You love it, but you're at the mercy of it. Like you can't do what you need to do unless you have technology doing what it's supposed to do. So anyways, we'll just see how that all goes. Am I, are you, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, good. So you'll just, you'll just, yeah, you'll just let we'll me just know if I'm in the, see what happens. in the middle of a, you know, super profound point. And then that's right at the moment, right? Where <laughs> right. it won't, won't cut off when I'm just joking and clowning around, but it'll be like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just joking. Anyways. All right. And it's, it's a, yeah. if uh, difficulties will um, affect you differently, you kind of feel it a little bit more because, because you know. Yeah. And you're cutting, out, as right. Oz you're cutting as well. out right now. So it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we need to do. Let me see. All right. Well, we'll um we'll see if we can get it figured out. I hesitate to even go into one of the things I wanted to mention before we start talking about well, the greatest let me, journey. Let me know what go you ahead. want to mention and I'll just go ahead. And um mention it. <laughs> oh, well, is a story that I wanted to discuss. Oh. But before we uh, interview our guest is um, the greatest journey that our listeners have an opportunity to participate in that to ensure that um, beyond the Christmas box that we pack uh, the shoe boxes that we pack every year that kids get the gospel and get discipled and learn how to not only grow in their share the gospel with members of their family this is sort of our gift that keeps on giving even beyond um, what kids discover when they unpack shoe boxes. And so we've been doing this also for a number of years, asking um, the AFR family to help us provide the greatest journey curriculum to 10,000 children around the world, right. around the world. And this, this probably, you know, you, you probably shouldn't have one without the other, right? So that if, cause you've always said, mm-hmm. uh, at least for as long as I can remember that if we're going to go fishing, right, that the discipleship work is, that's the work of cleaning the fish, well, yeah, that's, right? That's the, I think that's the hardest part, you know, I mean, look, cause as it concerns us, and you're still cutting up, but as you, as it concerns us, <laughs> um, you know, for our salvation is concerned, you know, that's the work of God. God draws men, you know, he, he draws them to, but he uses us to help in, in the work of like discipleship, you know, to, to uh, life on life, to go alongside of people. And I call, I will call that, you know, cleaning the fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, so you just can't stop at, Oh, I got one. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, you know. And and man, just like, just w- with the analogy as it plays out, that's really, that's, that's the messy work too. 
Right. I mean, that's 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 labor intensive, right? Like if you've ever, um, let me say it this way, watched anyone clean fish. I have to admit, I've not done it. I've 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 watched my pretty... uncles. I've watched my mom do it. Like I, yeah. I, I can share a quick story. This is so off topic here, but just just so people understand. I had one experience with a group of girls mm-hmm. when we were in college and um, we went fishing in a little pond that was stocked with, I don't even know the kind of fish it was. Anyways, um, we yeah. learned that we could fish for the fish and then we could eat it. And so we're all there. We fish for the fish. We we catch it. Those who are willing to touch the fish touched it. And um, we had one friend who was there who was bold enough to not only touch the fish, but... Um, <clears throat> chop off the head of the fish (laughs) and then clean it. And that was such hard work, like scaling the fish and all of that stuff, all of the thing that's going on. So anyway, the point is I get this picture when we talk about um, being fishers of men, but then the discipleship process of cleaning the fish, that's labor intensive. You got to really be committed. Um, And the greatest journey is the next step in catching fish, right? We are fishers of men. Um, The gospel is communicated when these kids receive uh, these Christmas shoe boxes that they open. Mm -hmm. But then beyond that, what happens is a 12 lesson discipleship course in the child's native language. And this is called the greatest journey curriculum. We have the opportunity to be a part of providing that Um, six dollars provides evangelism, discipleship and multiplication uh, through this greatest journey curriculum. And I think our listeners are always um, aware of the great need to not only tell someone that they need Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. But to also make sure that once they make a decision to follow Jesus, that they receive discipleship. Yeah. And that, like, again, that's important, you know, and I think a lot of times with even over here in America, you know, our, our idea is, okay, we got somebody, you know, say that can go to church, you know, mm-hmm. you know, create church members, but no, we want to make disciples. And that's what the great commission is all about. You know? That's exactly right. We've lost that a little bit, though, haven't we? We yeah, kind of. And I don't want to go too far off, like I did with the fish story, but we've kind of <laughs> settled. Sorry, we've kind of kind of settled for uh, just making converts. Right. You know, just making people who say, "Yeah, Jesus is Lord. I believe that," and that's great. That's the starting point, though. Mm-hmm. Right. That that's where now you grow in godliness. After that point, it's not just. That's it. And and now we've done our job, but now we want people to grow in godliness. And that's what the greatest journey does. That's the opportunity for kids and their families to grow in their faith. And so how do you do that? If you want to be a part of that, there are a couple of different ways that you can do that. You can donate online by going to AFR.net, mm-hmm. AFR.net. For just $6, you can get this greatest journey curriculum uh, into the hands of kids, get them in that course. And then also, I would imagine that multiplication happens because it's not just that kid. That kid right. then goes home, right. is talking to their parents about it and also witnessing to their friends and talking to their friends about the greatest journey. Yes. Um, and so you can do that by going online to AFR.net, AFR.net, or you can call 877-616-2396. That's 877-616-2396. Nine six, And again, for just $6, you will help a kid mm-hmm. go on the greatest journey. Since 2009, uh, Samaritan's Purse, through this program, has reached and discipled um, over 11 million children. Wow. 11 million children. Um, that's amazing. I mean, just you think about that. Like, that is truly what it means if we can. I don't mean to um, 
to date myself, but we used to sing songs <laughs> about storing up treasures in heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, like that still is a thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> because it's huh. based on scripture. Exactly. So, man, what a deposit we are making uh, in heaven when when we not only reach children, but we ensure that they are discipled properly. Amen. Amen. And it's very, very important that we, that we do so and take part. And this is a great opportunity to take part in that. You, a lot of times uh, as just individuals, you feel like I can't go to these places but this is a way, you know, to partner with that people that will yeah. go and, and and do this on, on, on our behalf, you know, on the behalf of the kingdom. And so I think anytime we get a chance to do something like this, to participate in this, to partner uh, in something like this, it's is, is good to do so, you know, even if you physically are not there. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so for $6 um, per kid, you can send a kid on the greatest journey um, maybe you'll send uh, 10 children, you'll donate $60, or maybe you'll reach 25 children, um, you, you'll maybe 150 children. Uh, it's up to you. You'll pray about that, and your family mm-hmm. will decide how you want to do that. But $6 per kid to be discipled, to be trained, and to, I would say, also multiply, to be able to share yeah. the faith. And and I think, personally, it's important for them to accurately share the faith Amen. to really understand what this faith is that they have accepted um, to understand what this family is that they have been adopted into. I think that is so important. So again, two ways to do that. AFR.net. You can go online, AFR.net, or you can call 877-616-2396. I'm going to give that number again, 877-616-2396. 616-2396. We're going to talk more about this in the second segment mm-hmm. um, in, in the form of a long-form interview and so that you can get more information and kind of maybe get a better understanding. But before we run out of time in this segment, yeah. I want to set something up that I want to discuss in the third segment of the show, um, just something that kind of grabbed my attention. Um, this is a news story that is kind of making its rounds, grabbing attention mm-hmm. um, in the U.K., the high court ruled that the clinic that is um, just notorious for quote unquote transitioning young people and mm. not counseling them and but putting them on things like puberty blockers and right. things like that. Uh, Tavistock is the name of the clinic. Uh, but the high court uh, ruled in favor of a detransitioner who said that she was harmed by puberty blockers Mm -hmm. um, and cross-sex hormones that were prescribed to her when she was a teenager. And this is really interesting because basically what the court said is that teenagers are not mature enough to make these kinds of decisions. (laughs) Right. What we've been saying. Now, again, you know... (laughs) I mean, I I know this is in the UK, but uh, thank God for common sense still in the world. That is so true. You know? I'm glad that that was your I'm glad that that was your position because my position was like, oh, man, I could sit on the high court. <laughs> like if this is if this is how we rule, like if we if we can just make decisions based on what is common, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just our common understanding. Then I was thinking, you know, I could do this. But this is what we've been talking about for years when we discuss this. We talk about what it takes for a kid to, to move into um, even the next bracket. We talk about ensuring them, you know, mm-hmm. 25 right? right. <laughs> that, right. They, that their brain is still developing up until the age of 25. And so then you, you take that knowledge that we have, right, about the way the human body works, the way the brain is developing. But we say at 12, at 13, at 14. And according to this article that I was reading with Tavistock, um, it's highly suspect that this uh, clinic was transitioning kids who 
were on the autism spectrum. Mm. So really Man. not having the the ability to understand right. what they are asking for. Right. Wow. So this is really interesting, but there was something in this article that I read that grabbed my attention because on the surface, this seems like a victory, but the high court, in addition to ruling that, you know, kids that young teenagers do not have the mental capacity to make decisions regarding um, life altering procedures or mm -hmm. medical treatments. They don't have the, the brain capacity to be able to do that. Um, the high court also ruled that in cases involving teenagers younger than 18, doctors might need to consult the courts for authorization <laughs> and provided additional guidelines as to how young people suffering from gender dysphoria are to be treated. Do you, can you imagine why that might be concerning to me? That the courts would, um, yeah, like, yeah, like, why, why, <laughs> okay, all right, because I, you people yeah. say, Nikki, why can't you ever just focus on what is good? Like, because when I read all of these things, you know, I read just, you know, just a few more lines beneath the headline, but it's a start, it's like, yeah, at, yeah, least, but, 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 at, at least they're like, okay, we need I, to, <laughs> because before I, it just seemed like, oh, whatever you want to do, no matter no, how old I, you are, okay, let's go ahead and, you know. Yeah, you're right. Well, the great that is. But that, I understand let's, what let's, you're let's, saying, though. Yeah. I mean, there is, you know, you, you read more into it and say, well, but wait, but man, I, I, I think I'm the high court made a, common they sense. They ruled rightly. Mm -hmm. And that is common sense. You're absolutely right about that. All right. But to say that the high court ruled that in cases involving teenagers younger than 18, doctors might need to consult the courts yeah. for authorization. I'm going, wait a minute, you just leapfrogged yes, over you did. like some people. Parents. <laughs> you're right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and look, and the reason I say that is because I'm very sensitive to where I think we're going in this country. Yeah. And I think in this country, what we are trying to do is have a standard of where we just emancipate minors. Right. Where, where basically the parents just kind of foot the bill. Like we just take care of them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then, you know, th the other work of parenting or in this case, the courts, mm -hmm. you know, so like that's something that's concerning to me. I think, yes, on the surface, this is a win and I want to focus on that. Yeah. But when the high court also ruled that, hey, you guys may need to check with us going forward when there's yeah. someone under 18 who wants to transition. That's problematic. I mean, I agree. How about say the parents have authority? Yeah, they jumped check over with them. parents. You know what I mean? Parents don't All know right. anything. That's why they feel. They feel like that's what they're saying. Ugh. All right. We got to grab the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I am telling you, Will, I am doing my best to get through um, some of the drops without oh, distraction. Crazy. It's difficult for me to think. No, I'm just, me too. With all of the... <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. I mean... We need one of us to be lucid, right? Able yeah. to think. So anyway, I, I just apologize because I start out thinking, hey, this is, this is the plan. And then when you've got all of those things going on, you just lose your ability to focus on what the plan is. So as choppy as this is, 
Everybody, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Mercy Me with Even If. Sherry B's over in Studio CC chilling. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, Sherry's cool. That's a I got your guest on. I'm cool. I'm doing what I got to do. Um, let's talk more about the greatest journey and joining us to help us um, understand more about this incredible work, kind of um, moving beyond or in addition to giving these shoe boxes that are life changing. Let's talk about the greatest journey, talk about discipleship and understanding the gospel, multiplication, things like that. Yes. Uh, Hannah Bolvey, I think I'm saying the last name correctly. If I'm not, Hannah, you correct mm-hmm. me. But uh, you are the development manager for um, The Greatest Journey. Um, tell mm-hmm. us how you got involved in this work. Well, that's a great, um, that's a great question. Um, I got involved in this work because I have a passion for children's discipleship and mm-hmm. Um, long story short, the Lord, um, moved mountains and did some pretty incredible things to take me from a role in children's ministry to now working at Samaritan's Purse with Operation Christmas Child and getting to be a part of the team that gets to see firsthand how the Lord is using his global church around the world Mm. to raise up the next generation of not just, um, not just, um, Bible claimers, but Bible believers. And there's a big difference between saying, oh yeah, oh yeah, I believe, and really knowing what you believe and what it means and how that affects every part of who you are and what you do. And so that's that's what we get to be a part of, which is really exciting. Man, this is is excellent. I I, I can tell that this conversation is going to really be a good one. If you don't drop off. If I don't drop off, we're having some technical difficulties, but let's, but but here's the thing. Rarely do you hear people um, accurately or adequately make the distinction between, um, oh, we're going to, we're going to teach kids the Bible versus disciple them. We're going to train them Mm -hmm. to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. How do you describe, in addition to what you've already said, how do you describe the difference and what that looks like in the work that you're doing right now? First off, this is absolutely my passion point. I am absolutely (laughs) passionate about making a very clear distinction between teaching and discipleship. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are a teacher, your role is to use a curriculum to help children gain knowledge. That is your role as a teacher. You know, if, if you're teaching my daughter math, I hope that you have a great curriculum and that you love math and that by the time she gets out of your math class, she knows more about that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if you are my child discipler, if you are in a role where you are speaking into her character, you're speaking into who God has made her to be, that's very different. You know, mm-hmm. teachers use curriculum to impart knowledge. Disciple makers use God's Word and their own life as an example mm-hmm. to impart a love for Jesus. Um, teaching is it's head to head. Discipleship is heart to heart. It's life to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, that is really the thing that makes the biggest difference. You know, God's word tells us that knowledge puffs up, mm-hmm. but love builds up. And, you know, our world does not need a whole bunch of little Pharisees with knowledge running around. <laughs> they true. need people that love God and, and want to serve him as radical as that might be in a changing culture that wants to serve him and want to love him. 
in the way that he says he wants to be loved, which is taking care of widows and orphans, right? It is feeding the hungry. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. is living for truth in a culture where that's not popular. And so um, that's our goal around the world is to help children who receive shoebox gifts to be equipped to really know what it means to love God, to know him, to have a personal relationship with him, not just know about him, not, we're not trying to curriculum kids mm-hmm. all over the world. We're not trying to teach them. Mm-hmm. We're trying to show them that Jesus so is the best thing and that we know he's the best thing and he's the only thing that matters yeah. and that he mm-hmm. fits in every culture, that he fits in every language, that he is beyond all of those Amen. things, that he is good. And so, yeah, that's, um, I told you you hit my passion. I could just keep going. <laughs> well, I'll stop. Like, I yeah. love it. <laughs> let, let, let me just say this because I'm, I was talking to Miki earlier and I'm just reminded of uh, Daniel, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael in the Bible. And they had great wisdom. You know, they had learned, mm-hmm. they learned different things and had knowledge. But you can, underst- mm-hmm. but you can understand from the, the scriptures that, man, they were disciples, that they were uh, indoctrinated on the ways of serving God. Because even being in Babylon, <laughs> you know, indoctrinated for three years, they didn't fall away from knowing who God was. You know, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. I think what, what you're saying is so important. Knowledge, yes, you, we should educate our children and they should, you know, yes. know scriptures and know different things. But, man, it's so much more important that they are rooted and found, you know, find, find their, their life in Christ, you know, and being discipled. So when Amen. the waves come and all those things happen, they won't be moved by the culture. You know, one yeah, of my so good. absolutely. Yeah, one of my favorite stories in. God's word um, is the story of Naaman the leper, mm. and you know Elijah and Elisha, mm-hmm. Old Testament. You know we're going back in the book here a little bit, <laughs> but um, when Naaman, who was the ruler um, of a part of an army, he would have made raids into the nation of Israel, and in one of those raids, probably while destroying a whole village, he took for himself a captive little girl and brought her back for his wife Mm -hmm. to be a slave and a servant. And um, when I get to heaven, I want to find that little girl's parents and say, (laughs) what was it that you told her? Mm. (laughs) Because she was probably seven to 10 years old and she had been taken as a slave. She probably witnessed the murder of her family. She'd been taken to a new land. And when the man responsible for that, Mm-hmm. comes down with leprosy instead of saying, good, I hope you rot slowly mm. and painfully. Come on. She said, I know mm-hmm. that there is a God in Israel who is able to save. Mm. I oh, want Lord. to know what, <laughs> what did those parents give to that child because she yes. had something real and valuable. And what I see all over the world with The Greatest Journey is that children, we underestimate them all the time, but they have the, the deep, childlike faith and the strength to do those kind of hard things. Mm. And we see them living in very hard circumstances, but grasping the truth of the gospel, the hope of the gospel, the peace and the freedom that the gospel can bring, even if you are not in a place of peace and even if you are not in a place of freedom. And we see these children stepping up mm-hmm. into who God has made them to be in an incredible way. And so wow. it's an exciting thing to be a part of because um, because we're focused on discipleship. Like Amen. you said, teaching is important, um, well, but it, it's just one small part without the heart, the true heart of right. discipleship. Amen. Amen. 
Oh my goodness. Let me just say, you know, this is, I love the word of God, right? Because in all my Mm -hmm. years of hearing messages and sermons taught on Naaman, I got to tell you, I cannot remember ever hearing any message taught about the slave girl. I can't remember ever hearing a message where we ponder or think or take a step back and consider what this girl knew about God and how she knew (laughs) what she knew about God. So I'm kind of chewing on that. I will just let you know right now. Uh uh But I am also chewing on what you just said (laughs) because (laughs) there was a lot in that. So do this for us then, Hannah. Kind of walk us through the 12 lesson discipleship course. Give Mm -hmm. us an overview. Um, I feel like listening to you, people already can get a picture of what kids are in store for, but (laughs) unpack that for us. Sure. Well, um, our 12 lesson discipleship program does not start with lesson one. Our 12 lesson discipleship program starts usually several weeks before the children even receive their shoe boxes with a teacher training. And it would be arrogant of us to walk into any nation of the world and say, let us tell you how to teach your children. But as we just discussed, that's not what we're there mm-hmm. for anyways. We're not saying, here's how to best educate a child in your culture. Um, in fact, we are working with mm-hmm. the existing and established local church within that culture to resource and equip them and come alongside them to talk about this idea of the heart of discipleship. So we simply, um, we, uh, at, out of headquarters here, we um, uh, recruit, select, train, and equip locals from every nation in the world in which we work, our national leadership team. Um, So if you are in, you know, Uganda or if you are in Honduras or whatever you are, the work in that nation is being led by Hondurans, by Ugandans, Mm -hmm. by whoever it is. Mm -hmm. We, of course, they're going to be the best equipped to know their culture, know the best way to do things, you know, and in certain places, to rent a back if that's what you need to get the shoeboxes over the mountain. You know, we're not the ones who are going to be equipped to um, be effective in ministry. But what we can do is our teams can resource, our teams can equip, our teams can develop excellent training that helps people of every culture come around our commonality, which is God's Word. And we, as a brother and sister in Christ, have not only the right, but the responsibility mm-hmm. to come along our brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in humility and love and say, join with us in discipling. Yeah. Please lay down your ideas of teaching children in Sunday school. Lay down your ideas of kids are a nuisance at church. Please join us in this idea of discipleship. And so once that has happened, then we are we we have we, we train and equip local leaders who train and equip local pastors and teachers and people who are going to be in that community long-term. You know, what good is it for me to go into a country that I don't speak the language, I'm not going to be there, and I build a relationship with a child, and then I peace out? That does not help that child. Right. How much better for, on, you know, a beautiful, sweet Claire in Uganda who lives in a village who has loved these children, who has been there, and she has taught the greatest journey, and she um, she is still mentoring these kids. It's been five to seven years since they went through the greatest journey, but she is still there loving and mentoring them. Wow. So it starts with the teacher training. And that's that's what it starts with. And then after the children receive their shoeboxes, um, week one, we start with creation, um, which is really important to set a foundation. Um, you know, we're not there to um, start with creation and 
and dive into here's what happened on the seven days and here's what the literal all of our point. Remember, our heart is not knowledge. Our point and our heart is always going to be um, for the discipleship, for the character, for the how does this actually affect you? Mm. So, you know, in a creation Mm. lesson, you're not going to see put the seven days of creation in order, even though, of course, we're going to talk about all seven days of creation and, and, you know, the story of of God making the world. But our primary takeaways are people are made in the image of God, and therefore all human life is valuable and equally valuable. You were made in the image of God, and God made you for good with a plan and a purpose for your life. You know, those things, you know, I have have a couple Bible degrees, but none of them, um, there's no point that I can say, you know what really changed my life today? I really was just meditating on day three of creation and what happened on that day, and it just, you know, totally changed my worldview. Mm-hmm. But when I began to think about the fact that I'm made in the image of God and that mm-hmm. everyone else is and for that purpose, mm-hmm. you know, I have a responsibility. All of those things affect who I am on a daily basis. Yeah. So we're always driving to the point of how does mm-hmm. this affect who they're going to be. In fact, discipleship always asks the question, um, curriculum asks the question that says, what do I want this child to know? Discipleship asks the question saying, who do I want this child to become? And that really mm. is, the, is the difference between the two. Mm. So after creation, um, you're going to learn about sin. What is sin? What sin is not? You know, in some of these cultures, some of the places where our kiddos live, they need to be told what sin is not. Sin is not when somebody is angry at you. Sin is not when, you know, your daddy comes home and he's mad and he's had a little too much to drink. Sin is not the way that you were born. Sin is not, has nothing to do with, any sort, you know, all of these things that children around the world are told, the particular tribe that they were born in or the people, what, any of those things. Mm-hmm. Here's what God calls sin. Sin is anything that you mm-hmm. do, say, or think that goes against the character and the nature of God. So we're going to talk about sin. Then um, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about um, Jesus' birth, of course, um, and then how he came and he was different from everybody else, how he loved children. Um, then we spend a week looking at some of the ways where he showed that he was different by um, feeding the 5,000, um, calling the disciples, um, valuing the widow's might more than the wealth of many. And so we're looking at this is, this is, this, this, but Jesus guy's really different, you know? Mm-hmm. And then on week six is kind of a pivotal mm-hmm. lesson mm-hmm. where we talk about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's at that point that we are really inviting the children to make a faith commitment. Um, because the first six weeks were really saying this is what the gospel is. God made the world perfect. Sin has destroyed the good that God made. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is our great Savior, and He is the one. He, unlike anybody else, He was uniquely equipped. He showed that He was God, and He came and died a death that no one could die because it was in the place of, of somebody else. Nobody else can die for anyone else because you have to die your own death. But Jesus was the one who could take that death for us. And so that's lesson six. And so the first six weeks, we're talking about what it means to know the gospel. Then after that, um, the next two Hannah? weeks are a lot of fun. Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah, we're coming up on Hello? A, yeah, we yeah, co- let me, let me on just jump in. If you can hang on, okay. let me... Let us grab the break. If you can hang on, I want to go back to Hannah. Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We'll be right back.
The greatest journey, speeding the gospel to the ends of the earth. Like, I mean, this is incredible. I, I just have to say, um, Hannah is such a blessing. I, yeah. I'm kind of holding on. I don't usually do that without asking <laughs> ahead of time. But I just seriously, because Hannah Bolvi, who is uh, the greatest journey development manager for Operation Christmas Child, joins us. And we are talking about the greatest journey. But there is, and I know that our listeners are catching this, there is so much ministry that is going on right now. Like yes. even as we were talking about this, that I, I had this question, I, I would uh, I would imagine because the greatest journey is in every language um, that it's in English. And I would imagine that if churches are listening or there's a pastor or someone who is responsible for uh, children's ministry, um, maybe they're wondering if they could get that curriculum in their church here in the United States. Uh, Hannah will tell me if that's possible. First, let me just say welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will No Torin Wells with God's Not Done with You. Well, Hannah, I mean, is it possible for um, children's um, ministers who are listening right now to walk through this 12 uh, lesson course with kids here in America as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find resources um, on our website um, at Operation Christmas Child. Um, but also, even if you are a family that is at home with your kiddos or you, maybe you have um, time with your grandkids, we've actually developed um, The Greatest Journey on um, an app um, that is a, it's a, it's a jumping off point for having good biblical conversations with your mm. kids. Um, you know, the Bible tells us, you know, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his own soul? And, you know, mm-hmm. while we at Operation Christmas Child really do feel like our primary mission is to um, reaching the unreached people groups of the world, and that's a huge part mm-hmm. of what we do is going to those who have not yet heard um, and, and really don't have access. We also recognize that we live in a culture that is mm. also beginning to lose its own soul. Yeah. And so yes. um, yeah. we don't want we don't we don't want to be found having gone to the ends of the earth but neglecting the kids in our own backyard. Mm. And so you know right. we've translated the greatest journey into over a hundred languages. Um, but the latest one is the language that is the heart language of many American children, which is technology. You know we can fight against that, but that <laughs> really is the heart language of the American child. <laughs> they learn best, they listen best, and um, they're. You know, rarely do you have to say, you know, as parents, rarely do we have to say, like, okay, you have to spend at least 30 more minutes on the iPad before you can do anything else. Like, that just, that just doesn't happen in my house. I don't know about yours. But, um, oh, my goodness. So true. So, you know, so it's, what if we could meet a child where they are, which mm. is already on a device? And so we, we took the 12 lessons of The Greatest Journey. We packaged them in a fun game where you get to, like, build your own avatar and fly through space and time and go back in biblical history experience the events of the Bible firsthand. Um, and we put it on an app, and it's 100% free. It's on Android. It's on Apple. You just download it, okay. and um, and your kid plays it. And we really have built in a lot of, again, that focus on the takeaway from each mm-hmm. one of the adventures that the kids go on. The takeaway is not what happens in the story. The takeaway mm-hmm. is how does this story affect 
who you and I are supposed to be. What can we learn from this story? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, there's a, if you if you are meeting as a church and you would like to go through the greatest journey as a church, you can do that. But if you are if you're at home with your family, mm-hmm. um, this is something that you can do with them as well. Okay. Yeah, I think if I'm not mistaken, and I I want to make sure that I'm thinking of the same thing. I actually think we have this app already, and our kids we couldn't peel them away from it. Is it the Operation Christmas Child? It's the the whole thing is is one package thing, or is it something different from that app? It's called the greatest. Excuse me, it's called the greatest greatest journey. Greatest journey app. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, it is available on, um, like I said anywhere you know that you download your games from it's um amazon and um excuse me not amazon uh, google play and um and apple and the app store yeah yeah no this is fantastic just as you were talking about building your own avatar and everything i remember our kids doing that and going through this whole process and uh anyway if we're thinking of the same thing this is fantastic i i do want to share um just some testimonies that have come out of Um, children walking through this discipleship course. And I cannot stress discipleship strongly enough. Um, What is it that you have seen um, in in the past 11 years? What is the Lord doing? (laughs) Wow. Um, (laughs) You know, so many things. I think one of the things that I I find very encouraging is... um, long-term results, excuse me. You know, it's it's one, it's a great thing to see short-term results, but we're really looking for long-term impact, right? Mm -hmm. And um, the Greatest Journey started about 11 years ago in Ecuador. And this last year, um, a team got to go down and really kind of follow up with some of those very first, the very first class of The Greatest Journey and some of the very first students. And those children, um, are walking with the Lord, and mm. they are involved in ministry. Many of them have now volunteered in their nation with Operation Christian Child, and have actually taught the greatest journey multiple seasons to other kids as wow. well. And so, um, you know, I think that that's really the same thing in the Philippines. Um, you know, I, I, I was looking at some pictures just the other day of a whole new crop of greatest journey teachers that uh, took a picture together because they all were talking. Um, and realized that they had all been shoebox recipients and had all gone through the greatest journey. And now they're <laughs> active members in their church and they are now passing on what they've learned by becoming teachers of the greatest journey. So, you know, I think long, you know, that, that lasting fruit is a huge thing. And then one other thing that I will share um, just very briefly, and that is a story of a little girl who uh, we went in to a particular culture and we asked the kids, to draw a picture towards the end, it was toward the end of the of the lesson, or excuse me, of the of the program, and we asked them to draw a picture from their favorite greatest journey lesson. And we had, you know, David and Goliath pictures. We had, you know, pictures of definitely Jesus' death and resurrection, and Mary and Martha, all all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But this one little girl, she drew a picture of herself and the whole world. And we asked her what it was, and she explained to us that it was the story of creation. And mm-hmm. she said, this is the first time in my life when I heard the very first lesson on creation that I was told that I was on purpose. Mm-hmm. Because I've been oh, told wow. my whole life that I was a mistake. I've been told my whole life that I was a waste. 
mm. that I wasn't valuable and that nobody wanted me. And on the very first week of the greatest journey, I was mm. told that God made me on purpose for good in his image mm. and that he wanted me, even if nobody else did. Mm. And it's moments like that that you go, okay, this is this is one of the reasons why we're doing what we're doing, you know, because yeah. that little girl knows that she is loved by God. Amen. Mm-hmm. And that drastically changed the way that she saw everything. Um, and it, it, un, it, it set her free from a lie in her heart. And that, you know, we all need that. We all have lies in our hearts that we don't necessarily even know that we have. Mm. But God's word sets us free from the things that chain us down. Mm. And God's word set her free, that lesson. And I just think that that's kind of a, a great example of um, of one little girl who yeah. was impacted greatly by the greatest journey. You know, Man, you, you, you mentioned uh, the people that go back and teach you know, uh, after they've gone through it, they go back and, and teach the same thing. And I'm just thinking about the the greatness of that. You know, the Second uh, Timothy two two, yeah. The things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, and trust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. That's the that's mm-hmm. a prime feature of discipleship. So it's multiplication. Things are happening where <laughs> you know people are being affected. These children are being affected, and they're growing up. They grew up, follow the Lord, and they're doing the same thing. And that's that's a main mm-hmm. feature of, of what you want to happen in discipleship. So that's awesome. Yeah. In fact, the, yeah, the gospel hinges on like the proliferation of the gospel, I should yeah. say, hinges on it passing through generations, not just stopping at the person yeah. that's right. who, you know, mm-hmm. well, I've got it, so to speak. But right. that we are passing on our faith. Go ahead, Hannah. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. I was just going to say that like in Operation Christmas Child, we say all the time we are about about evangelism discipleship and multiplication those are like that's you hear that like every day in this (laughs) office you hear that all the time like evangelism discipleship does this accomplish the goals Mm, of evangelism discipleship and multiplication and and we're not responsible for the multiplication right Mm. you have to be faithful with the evangelism and and the discipleship and the lord brings the multiplication but um yeah you're you're absolutely right that it's that's and, and the last three lessons of the greatest journey are talking about sharing your faith about passing it on about um you know, being a, 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 a bold witness for Christ, even in yeah. hard situations. Mm. This is fantastic. Let me just remind our listeners that they can also share in the joy of not only stories like the one that you just shared, but what the Lord will do through this incredible work of discipleship. And and that is so key in everything that we're discussing today, that the greatest journey is a discipleship program Um Man, and we're we're lacking in that area, I, I would say, not to get back mm-hmm. on a different type of soapbox, but we've got to move <laughs> to that point where we are discipling and training children where they truly understand what the gospel message looks like in their life lived out. And it seems like The Greatest Journey is doing just that. Six dollars per child gets them into this course, if you will. And we'll talk a little bit about what is included in that course. But first, let me give the number and then also remind our listeners that if you want to be a part of this, if you want to see uh, children discipled, you want to see the gospel continue to spread, uh, you can go to AFR.net, AFR.net, or you can call 877-616-2396-877-616-2396. Just $6 gets a kid into this course. Hannah, what's included, and what is that $6 purchase? Absolutely. 
that six dollars um, helps to cover the teacher training and their you know the resources for their teacher. And then it every child receives a student booklet, um, colorful, fun, interactive booklet that they can you know uh, there's activities and kind of take home papers, little memory verse cards that go in there. It's a full um, a full booklet that helps them to also then be able to, to talk about the things that they've learned. But then also, when a child graduates, when they complete all 12 lessons, there's a graduation ceremony. It's an opportunity to bring families back in to, to hear the gospel as a family, which is a really neat opportunity. Um, but also, uh, the child receives a Bible in their own language, and the $6 covers that as well. Um, wow. You know, for most of these kids, it's certainly the first Bible in their household. Sometimes it's one of the first books in their household. Mm. Um, wow. So it's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. yeah. Hannah, thank you so much. I appreciate you spending some extra time with us. I just felt like there was so much ministry that happened in the second segment. I wanted to make sure we also included sort of, I guess, the nuts and the bolts of everything that that is involved with The Greatest Journey. And and I feel like we've done that. I'll remind our listeners again, they can go to AFR.net, AFR.net, and give there. Or they can call 877-616-2396. Hannah, thank you so much. We appreciate this time. Thank you. All right, man. Well, so of course my, my wheels were turning there as we spoke with Hannah, Mm -hmm. because I'm thinking about what our conversations have been and they've been pressing. (sighs) Yeah. These conversations have been pressing as it pertains to children and training them and discipling them. And just to hear over and over again, that there is a distinction that is to be made between teaching our children, right? Mm -hmm. But actually training and discipling them. It's labor intensive, the training and discipling and the teaching too. All of it goes together, Yeah, but there is a difference. I'm I'm wondering what some of your thoughts were as you were listening. I'm I'm thinking that that's exactly what we've been talking about. You know, it's important uh, to have knowledge, to understand, you know, different things, you know, uh, of course, in the word of God and and otherwise as well. But, you know, I, I think we, Sometimes we can give too much towards just the head knowledge and not seeing or understanding if there's a heartfelt, you know, knowledge of God and, you know, in the living for him. You know, and I think we do our children a disservice by just, you know, mainly just focusing on the academic. Not that that's not important, but man, we are called to make disciples right in our own homes. And so I think that's why you see, you know, the young ones in the Bible who overcame. They were able to because they were rooted and grounded uh, in, in God. And we have to we have to make sure that we're doing the same. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who's going going to go back and take a closer look at the nameless slave girl mm. in Naaman's household. Like, I mean, did that not <laughs> that one little caveat? Right. Yes. Did that not grab your attention oh, and yeah. kind of remind you of the Israelite young men mm-hmm. who were taken into captivity, but yeah. there was something that their parents had pumped into them that allowed Talk them to, to hold up under that. One day. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, Just where your mom at? <laughs> Just fantastic. Be a part of the greatest journey. <laughs> That's not how I would say it. Um, go to <laughs> AFR.net, AFR.net. Uh, we're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.